Fantastic. Hey guys, welcome to Lady Lovers episode two. Let's get going. So this week we're gonna have a look at what's been going on the past couple of weeks. Um so first of all, let's look at the news. Jamie. Yeah, so I think one of the main things when we're looking uh, at the news would be they've announced we've seen some pictures from the Pam and Tommy uh, Hulu TV adaptation miniseries, right? It's through a miniseries, yeah, yeah on Hulu. Uh, so we got some pictures of uh, Sebastian Stan and Lily James who will be playing Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Um, we saw some pictures as a comparison there of Lily James and Pamela Anderson. Crazy. Uh, I know you were saying complain that Lily James looks nothing like herself. I don't know. She looks so weird. I think she looks so odd. Um, I don't think she looks very much like Pammy, but you know, you do, you do what you can, I suppose. Um, she definitely looks like you know the lifeguard on Baywatch, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's very strange seeing her like that. Um, compared to what we're used to seeing her as, um, I mean, we can look at a picture actually of um, we usually see her things in quite quite wholesome things. There she is as Cinderella, um, and there of course is Sebastian Stan um, playing Bucky Barnes in Marvel, um, as we all most people know him from. I've seen him in quite a few other things, haven't we? We both have. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great actor, um, but yeah, this is going to be uh, quite interesting to see him playing Tommy Lee um, from the Motley Crew. And obviously, these two were famous together uh, for accidentally having their uh, sex tape being revealed on the internet. One of the first ever kind of viral the first main like ones. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they're probably gonna go into that. Maybe I don't know. I think they probably will. Isn't that the biggest story? Are, are, they, gonna re- them? are they gonna recreate it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna recreate it. That would be interesting. Maybe. Who knows? So, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, I love Baywatch, so I'm hoping we're going to see... No, you can see there's definitely yeah. going to be some stuff with some her stuff. playing CJ I'm hoping in Baywatch. we're going to see a lot, yeah. Um, so. That'll be cool. But yeah, she looks very, very strange. Um, but apparently um, she has been in a less wholesome stuff a few times, which I didn't know about, but Jamie's uh, informed me about. <laughs> yeah. So uh, certain scenes in certain films. But yeah, no, I do love Lily and, and Sebastian, so it's going to be interesting to see that. Um, do we have an idea of when that's coming out? Uh, I think it's just it. the fall, most likely. So November, December time, most likely in the in the US, uh, exclusive on Hulu. Yeah. I'm not sure about a UK release uh, at this moment in time, whether. But usually with some of these American stuff that may be on Hulu or Showtime or HBO, it usually go on Sky Atlantic. So maybe it'll just go on the Sky box sets come oh, January so time. Maybe who knows? But um. Let's have yeah. a close look at that. Uh, do you want to have another look at it? Not that one, the other one, there's both of them, obviously. There's one of the iconic images of the two of them and uh, and Lily and Seb in character. So, yeah, interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that and uh, seeing them play those characters, for yeah. sure, especially Lily. Yeah, it's um, definitely going to be um, interesting uh, looking at them. Just before we do move on to the biggest news of uh, the last few weeks, I just want to quickly shout out, which was released two days ago, the return, <laughs> the return of Terry Silver. Yes. In Cobra Kai. Yes. Uh, they, I was speculated for so many months, weeks as soon as that uh, scene happened at the end of series three, spoilers, um, that Martin Cove's character John Kreese was on the phone to somebody saying that you owe me kind of thing long time no speak so and there was rumors of who he was going to be on the phone we, to whether we that all be. thought it was terry didn't we yeah let's be honest everyone yeah. thought terry silver there could have been some left field choices there yeah. with maybe mike barnes or or somebody else um maybe the other um johnny's gang member the one that's in prison oh uh, yeah i think he's still will come back at some point yeah so um but yeah terry silver uh probably the uh I say most unkept secret in in Cobra Kai yeah. lore that it was going to be, but it was finally announced. They've released um, a small little trailer revealing um, the Silver Fox that is yes. Terry Silver. Still got the same ponytail, but it is so, silver now. <laughs> but it's silver. Um, he's living up to that name of Terry Silver. But um, really be, excited for it. It's going to be interesting to see what his character is going to bring now to the dynamics yeah. of everything. Uh, I think we're definitely going to see a massive return to the original state of Cobra Kai. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what impact he has 
on Johnny and uh, Daniel, mainly Daniel, when he comes back, because Johnny didn't really interact with him um, in the films, but obviously he was um, a sensate Daniel in the third film. Um, so I think there'll definitely be a lot of friction there, um, which will be really cool to see, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they have said this is one that's going to be quite um, special. They have teased it quite a lot as well. Obviously, it's already been filmed. It's in post-production. There are some rumours from Netflix um, officials that it will be fall 2021, which is any time between October and December. We mm-hmm. could see it land on Netflix. I wish it was like New Year's Day again. I know. You just spend the whole day just watching it on New Year's That'd Day. But great. We, we want it as soon as possible, don't we? we so do. uh, excited for Cobra Kai Series 4 when that does come out. Um, if any of you enjoy any conventions or anything I like that. I was just going to say there are a lot of them are going to comic-con liverpool which Mm -hmm. is in november as part of monopoly events in there Uh, you've got martin cove martin cove john crease you've got sholo who plays miguel jacob bertrand who plays hawk peyton list List, who plays tori gianni who plays dimitri Uh, you've also got uh, rob who plays oh yeah one of the original cobras yeah and then you've also got um, in Mike Barnes Vanessa, in as well. Mike Barnes, Mike uh, Barnes. Vanessa Vivian, who plays uh, Miguel's mum. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Mike Barnes. Um, so there's a lot of Cobra Kai guests in there. I've just booked Martin Cove and Peyton List this morning. Have you? So there you go. News so to that, me. That's all booked. Uh, that's all booked for um, November. Very so cool. excited for that. Very and exciting. also Ashley Benson as well from Pretty Little Liars. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> Um, but yeah, Cobra Kai should be on our screens at the end of this year, which we are very, very excited for. Cobra Kai. Go watch dies. it if you haven't watched Cobra Kai yet. What's going on? Get yeah. on it, people. Jeez. And I think the big news. The biggest news ever. The cinemas are open, people. Woo! How exciting. So how many times have we been? No, Jamie? Three. Three times. And they've been open two weeks. Two weeks tomorrow. Two, two weeks, weeks Monday. Yep, so um, we started out, one of the first films to um, be on was Spiral. Day one. Day one. On the Monday. Um, which is, of course, from um, the Book of Saw. Yeah. Right? Um, usually we go to the Odeon cinemas, but um, unfortunately they weren't showing um, Spiral. So still not showing They're still Spiral. not showing Spiral. Um, so we had to divert and go to The View instead. <laughs> After waiting like six months to go back to the cinema with yeah. our limitless cars and we had to go pay for View. Yeah, um, so we have Odeon limitless cards where we pay monthly, um, and then we can go as many times as we want to the Odeon. So, but yeah, we have to go to the view instead and pay to go there. But um, the film was. Uh, do you want to give your review because obviously you're a big horror fan and a big Saw fan, um, and then I also thought how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so with with the Saw franchise, um, Saw the first one is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, the good thing with Spiral and the book of Saw. Um, Spiral from the Book of Saw is it's written by Chris Rock, starring Chris Rock, and it's also got Samuel L. Jackson in as well. Did you try try and do something a little bit more different with this one as well, as it's it's not got the Jigsaw Killer in it. There is references to John Kramer and references to Saw and some of his previous work. However, they do try and deviate from that and not relying so much on Billy the Puppet. Or, or Jigsaw, there is kind of more of a, a copycat killer um, mm-hmm. kind of going on there, as in he traps his victims and gives them a choice as a videotape left, which has probably got one of the worst voices ever in history. But, you know, I mean, it's got mm-hmm. nothing compared to John Kramer and Billy's like, um, I want to play a game. Whereas this one's like, hello, Detective Banks, I want to play a game. Not a fan. I mean, it's funny, but you know. And then they've got a new puppet, uh, Mr. Snugglesworth, uh, the pig. Pretty sure it's called Snugglesworth. It's something weird like that. I don't think it's officially named uh, that, but it's like a weird pig in a cop's outfit. But um, that's um, pretty cool. Uh, I think the only thing that mainly sticks from the actual Saw franchise is the pig mask. Um, Mm. So this is something within the Saw franchise that was used by um, Jigsaw's uh, accomplices to kidnap the victims and then obviously tied them up that way which is still something that is used within spiral i think it's a, a great addition to the saw franchise uh, as a standalone movie that is definitely better than some of the um other uh, sequels that were released in the in 
this Saw franchise as well. And I think it's got some of my favourite caps within the whole Saw franchise as well. Starting off with, the t- I'm not going to spoil That's it for most people, but uh, there's a bit with a tongue, which is amazing, and a bit with the fingers, which is absolutely brutal, and that's probably, like, amazing. I know there's a bit where Mercedes just going to be saying, what's wrong with me? Like, it's just, it's just great. Like, it's just, like, some of the invented, some of the inventions that they come up with, and it's, it's just amazing. And I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I did guess early on who the killer would be. However, it's not about that. It's the reasons of why and what happens towards the end as well, which makes it a good tale. If I had to give it something out of 10, I'd give it a solid 7. It's definitely a great addition to the Saw franchise. I'd happily watch it again. And for people in the US, I'm not 100% sure if it's the same in the UK, but it will be available on demand from June 4th, I believe. So you will be able to... No, sorry, not June 4th. uh, June 2nd. uh, June 1st. Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday. It's available on Tuesday. First, yeah. The 1st of June. Yeah. Uh, on demand within the USA. Not sure about the UK. It could be, but it will be available on demand in the US for streaming and buying and downloading if you're into that kind of thing. I don't recommend it though. It's illegal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously Jamie knows uh, a lot more about these things about horror films. Um, I did actually really enjoy it as a film, as a story. Um, I thought the story was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, like you said, we did pretty much get the killer early on, which does sometimes annoy me. I like to be guessing a bit longer, um, and I don't like really being treated like I'm stupid as a member of the audience. And um, like when things are obvious, that annoys me a little bit. Um, but I did like the reasoning behind things and the story behind it was good. Um, and yeah, uh, no spoilers. I'm not going to say a lot more other than that. And um, the traps I can't really handle. I love horror. I, I like, but I kind of like a bit more slasher horror and things like that. Um, kind of torture porn kind of unsettles me a little bit, and I don't understand how people can enjoy certain things <laughs> um, like this one. So I spent a lot of the uh, film like this because <laughs> I just couldn't couldn't see it, and um, I didn't really like the whole big thing either. But yeah, spiral That's from the book of saw is a lot less gorier than then stuff that you would be more familiar with within the Saw franchise as well. It's probably the least glorious one. But there is a lot of comedy in it as well, which you probably expect from having a comedian write it and star in it as well as Chris Rock. Yeah, and Chris Rock was really cool. I really liked seeing him in the role. And I didn't know Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in it. So when he popped up, um, that made me smile. Um, And the other actors were good as well. Um, The characters were cool. And it was... I think it was different seeing it from um, from that perspective as well, wasn't it? with the cops and everything, um, within within the actual. Um, I don't. I've only seen a couple of. Co- I've only seen a couple of seen Saw films. One. Yeah, but um, it was interesting to see them like investigating it rather than being you, as much as they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. The only one. The, only, one, the only ones I've seen you mainly <laughs> seen with the victims saw, a lot of yeah. the time. So yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. it was good. So I recommend it. But um, if you're a bit squeamish like me, maybe you take a cushion. Yeah. yeah, and uh, just for the future of uh, the Saw franchise, they have announced Saw 10, uh, whether that be a continuation from Spiral to be a Spiral 2, because it, it does leave it open-ended to maybe have a sequel uh, in there, and they have also announced as well that there will be a Saw spin-off TV series as well, whatever comes from that. That's cool. It's in early development, there's not a lot of information been leaked, but Saw 10 and Saw adaptation for tv has been announced so we'll bring you all the latest news as soon as we know it we will what else have we been saying uh the speaking along the horror train yeah um we went to see on wednesday when it came out the conjuring the devil made me do it and this is my kind of thing um, so I like slasher, but I also really like the uh, the ghosty stuff as well and the, um, the, the supernatural type stuff. The paranormal. The paranormal. <laughs> that's the word. The paranormal stuff. And I love the Conjuring films. They probably got me like properly back into like enjoying horror type things and paranormal type things um, from watching them because yes, they're scary, but um, the stories are great and the characters are great. 
and I love the whole based on true events thing. I think that's really cool. Um, so I love like reading up about the Warrens, and it'd be really cool to go and visit their house and see all the actual stuff. Um, if you're not familiar with the characters um, and the storyline, um, so the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren are real life um, paranormal investigators. Um, they were active in what the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, I think Ed Warren's passed away now. Um, they both have. Both have oh. um, so, and they did a lot of iconic, uh, they were involved in a lot of iconic um, investigations. Um, like the Amityville Horror um, and uh, the Enfield, that's what I was thinking Yeah, the Enfield Haunting, which is um, the film Conjuring 2 is based on. Um, and yeah, both of those films are great. So I was really excited about, about this film. And um, I've read a bit, few mixed reviews online. A lot of people um, have said that they absolutely love it. And then there's been a few people who've said it's not quite as good as the originals and they were a bit disappointed. But I really enjoyed it. It was different. It was more of an investigative um side of it than they have done before like working with the police and things um but yeah it was a, it was a cool story i liked it yeah and um, i'll be a little bit biased in there because it's a funny that we went from spiral and saw to the conjuring the original saw movie and conjuring movie was directed by james wan both of them were directed james by wan. james wan and who obviously went on to direct the aquaman film as well um, but him and Leo Rano wrote uh, Saw originally. Um, but with The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, I can see it on both sides. The film was good in, in what they did as well. However, it's not as good as Conjuring or The Conjuring 2. Maybe because it's directed by a, a different person. My own personal opinion is I'm not massive on the satanic uh, rituals and stuff like that as well. It's not really it's paranormal. Nice. It's more to do with satanic rituals and obviously mm. demonic uh, possessions whereas the other ones are more poltergeist and yeah ghosts and hauntings whereas this one isn't this is more like i said sat satanic so i wasn't a massive fan of that compared to the first two films so it did take it in a, a little bit of a, a different direction as well however i do love ed and uh, ed and lorraine uh very far megan patrick wilson are great in the role as well um the conjuring universe they've got about eight films i think now mm -hmm. um you've got the three conjuring films the three annabelle films and you've also got uh, the curse of la Rona as well which is like a kind of from the same, same universe it's not direct is it? is it the same director that's it's what called. i was reading online i'm sure yeah um which is obviously produced by james one the, the curse of la Rona as well um so and they were supposed to be doing a load of spin-offs on Conjuring 2 as well with Crooked Man. And that was scary. And obviously they've done none as well. So yeah, there's the 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 Conjuring universe has created so many films. I think Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It is a really good film. However, if you're comparing it to Conjuring and Conjuring 2, it's not as good. It's However, different. it's still a good horror movie to go and watch. Definitely. And there's some good scare moments in there as well. And I say what's the um the, the killer's pretty creepy <laughs> yeah so um yeah the yeah the, the yeah the, the main killer is actually pretty creepy um the story um if you're not sure about it that it's based on is um a case in the 80s uh where um a young man committed murder and um his claim was that the devil made me do it was that he was possessed by a demon at the time and it was just after um he well his fiance's little brother had been possessed by a demon and the warrens were there to um to, for the exorcism and he'd invited the demon into himself to take it away from the little boy um and then that's where then everything goes on from there that the story is that he killed someone but the devil made him do it and it was the first ever um a claim of that in court um for a defense for murder um so yeah but no spoilers as to what happened in the original story or what happened into this. So yeah, yeah. it's it's been a pretty um good two weeks for for horror movies. Like yeah. I said, we had Spiral and uh, The Conjuring. Definitely made me do it as well. There is another film out at, at the Odeon at the moment as well, The Unholy, starring Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Morgan, which uh, we haven't seen uh, as of yet. But for your own home streaming needs, mm -hmm. we did 
get the new movie by Zack Snyder. Ooh, Snyder! Um, plenty of slow-mo, plenty of gore, uh, the, the Snyder way. Army um, of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Is that what it's called? It's Army no, of the Dead. Army of the Dead. <laughs> there is a film called Army of Darkness. Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder. It's only two and a half hours long, so if you're used to uh, your four-hour Zack Snyder films, not yet. There might be a Snyder cut later down the line of four hours of Army of the Dead, um, but we will see. But I know Mercedes really, really, really enjoyed this movie. So. It was fun. It was so much fun. Like I love Zack Snyder, and um, there was a lot of colour and like in the poster, and a lot of um, a lot of slow mo, and it was just a good, fun like zombie horror. You know, it didn't take itself too seriously. Um, a lot of people that watched it before me were like, "Oh yeah, it was predictable." It wasn't in some ways, but not in others. Um, and it did end in a really cool way. Um, so that and the, there is talk of more um, more films uh, within the Army of the Dead uh, universe uh, that he may be working on. So yes, I'm excited. I would definitely recommend it. Dave Bautista is great. It's a bit of fun. Um, and uh, the girl, I can't remember her name, but the girl that plays his daughter was in um, the Miss Peregrine's films. She was the girl that floated. Um, <laughs> and she was also in um, a recent uh, period drama that was on BBC or ITV, I think, as well. And who else is it? Was there anyone else significant in it? I can't remember if there was. I don't think there was, was there? Right. Oh, the lady that's um, in Instant Family that plays one of the social workers. She's really funny. She plays a helicopter pilot in this, and uh, she's brilliant. I love her in it. So yeah, I definitely recommend it for a bit of fun on a Friday or Saturday evening with a pizza and a beer. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Talking of Zack Snyder, I've just remembered something else that we can talk about in the news section, which is over here. Yes. The release of the Snyder Cuts on Blu-ray Steelbook. Is it 4K as well? 4K. Is it? And 4K. For any of yours with uh, an Xbox Series X. Or PlayStation Five, or even a 4K player. Yeah. You can now watch Zack Snyder's Justice League in all four-hour glory. Yes. Um, and that is available in a beautiful steel book now. We have one each. We do have one. <laughs> just in case the worst happens. Yes. <laughs> so. so I'm building that for my dad next week, so he can finally watch it all. But yeah, definitely. If you're still not seeing that, get on it, people. Yeah, so. it's, it's very, very good. But um, there wasn't just horror. There was, there was no. other films that were released that we have managed to go see. There was kids' films, Peter Rabbit 2, which I know you're excited to watch, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But for all of those Disney enthusiasts, um, Disney Plus released Cruella on Disney Premier Access for nineteen ninety nine. Uh For all of those that don't want to pay that, you can also go to the cinema and watch it which is what we did on Friday. Yeah. Uh, we both went, took my uh, uh, daughter as well, Georgie, mm-hmm. uh, to watch Cruella, which is the origins of Cruella de Vil, the villain from the 101 Dalmatians movies. Um, it's, it's quite dark in some parts as well. It's, um, it's basically the telling of her story from from a young child and how she became into fashion and then creating this Cruella de Vil character uh, to what we know and some people love in the uh, Dalmatians movies. But um, um, with this film, I think for me, uh, the film was actually two hours and 15 minutes. It, it was very, very long. There was some point when you're, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, it could end here, it could end there, and it, it's, still, it's still going. Um, but Emma Stone, I thought, was amazing as the role. She had she was brilliant. She had um, a great character development throughout. Or she played the the role of Estella and Cruella really, really well uh, because she had this um, obviously born Estella and then creating the persona of Cruella um, later on uh, throughout the film. There were some great soundtrack moments. The music was really good in it. The color, um, mm-hmm. the acting in it was was really, really good as well. Um, and yeah, I think. Yeah, for me, for me, she was the best part of it. She was what saved it, really. Um, it was going into this film, um, from the moment it was first announced, I was very like, kind of on edge about it, a bit dubious about it, just because 
if you think about like Disney villains and things, like there's a lot of them that we love to hate. And like, you know, I love Ursula. She's one of my favorite villains ever. I'd love to see a film about her at some point. But Cruella, I mean, she's one of the most diabolical, like easy to not love, easy to hate villains out there and quite terrifying really when you think about it you know she wants to skin puppies <laughs> and wear them as a coat it's horrendous so I was really worried that they were gonna um like with the with Maleficent I was really worried they were gonna like make her lovable and likable and you know she had a sob story and it, it was a lovely great excuse for her wanting to skin puppies and wear them um so yeah I went into this you know very cautiously um to be honest because I didn't know where they were going with it the whole way through the film I was still on edge the whole way through the film because I didn't know if they were still you know intending this film to be a lead on to what she then does go and become like that but what it seemed to be um is that they have seemed to have changed the storyline and made the idea of Cruella the puppy skinner <laughs> more of a myth um and made it that people think that she's this bad person it's like a mythical story that that's what she's done but she's not really um actually done that she like allows people to have that persona about her so that she has like kind of a stage presence but she's not actually the quite that evil that's what it seems that it's it's like yeah, they definitely changed some of the law yeah uh, within the uh, dalmatian universe shall yeah say. yeah i mean there are dalmatians in it obviously as you can see um and the characters of Roger and Anita are both in it, but um, slightly different, you know, um, so I don't know if they're meant to be together in the end or whatever, but um, yeah, um, I did like, um, like I say, I loved her character development. I loved Emma Stone playing her. She was brilliant. And I loved Emma Thompson, as, as always, she's amazing, um, playing the Baroness. She was brilliant and horrible and scary as well, mm -hmm. but her character was great. Um, so yeah, it was... By the end of it, I think I'd enjoyed it more than I did throughout most of it because I realised what they were doing. Um, and like you said, the use of colour was brilliant. Um, and yeah, the way they did Jarison, uh, Jasper and Horace uh, was cool. Um, yeah. 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 And I think, like you said, Emma Stone was, was really, really good in the role as well. But for me, I mean, you've got the saving grace of, of Paul Waterhauser who... He was playing Horace. Who played Horace? Uh, you yeah. may notice him from some of the great movies and TV shows. He's been in TV shows like Kingdom. Um, he's also been Stingray in Cobra Kai. Yeah, this uh, is the part where we take appreciation moment. It's um, an appreciation over, moment of how someone. great he he's, is. He's someone that's probably very underappreciated, and a lot of people don't really haven't heard of him or don't know about him too much. But you were seeing him, oh yeah, great. he's that guy. But yeah, he's a, he's a Stingray in Cobra Kai. Um, going from from left to right on the pictures that you can see at the bottom, uh, you've got here Stingray and Cobra Kai, Richard Jewell in in the movie Richard Jewell, and then you've got him as Tonya Harding's bodyguard in I Tonya, um, as well. And Such those are just some of the characters. films uh, that he's been in. He's been in so many more. Obviously, like I said, he was in Cruella, um, as well. He's um, for any wrestling fans out there, you may have seen him. Um, ringside on AEW or WWE is a big wrestling fan. He talks a lot about it on Twitter as well. Uh, but he's such a, a great actor. Richard Jewell was one of my favourite movies when that came out in, uh, I want to say last year, 2019, wasn't no, it? It, it was yeah. two years ago yeah, uh, when it came out. He was really good in that. Any, any role that he's done, he's, he has been really, really good in and kind of underappreciated within a way should have been Oscar nominated for Richard Jewell obviously Kathy yeah. Bates did get nominated for best supporting actress the character of Stingray is amazing in Cobra Kai it's just as well as the comedy actor, relief yeah absolutely fantastic and and then Horace and Cruella as well um I would say on par uh, with Emma Stone um in regards to his performance in that movie um he's got great comedy time in it like I said he's a great character actor who's just great to listen to and his performances were amazing so for anybody you'd be like oh I've, I've seen that guy in other stuff um like i said he's definitely one that needs to be checked out in the future and be yeah. in more roles like the man will win an oscar one day i, I would not yeah, i'll be I, very surprised if he doesn't i would hope so i mean i yeah uh, i literally if i see that he's in a film i would want to watch it now you know um He's just brilliant. He, his ability to go from serious to comedy 
is fantastic. Um, seeing him play Richard Jewell, I mean, that is a very serious, it's like sad and scary film, but it's a base against based on true events. It was uh, the Olympics in, was it 86 or 88, something like that? Uh, Atlanta, in Atlanta. 80, and it was directed uh, by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, so Richard Jewell is a man that um, stopped a bomber or found a bomb at the Olympics, like opening ceremony or something, at some kind of event at the Olympics. And um, then it got pinned on him. The Was it the actual FBI or people decided to try and pin it on him? Um, and he was actually the hero. And it was always the sort of the film is obviously all about that story. And um, it's quite scary that, that happened, but he plays it amazingly so well. Um, and again, he's it's kind of in I Tonya, it's kind of half serious, half funny in that he plays it so well. The, the, the stupidity of that character is classic. And Stingray in Cobra Kai is just one of the best additions to that show ever. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah. Obviously, wasn't in series three. Whether he'll come back in series I hope four he'll come or back, yeah. maybe maybe in the future. No character is off limits as John Hurwitz always says he created Cobra Kai. Obviously, Aisha wasn't in series three, but they've opened the door to it maybe being impossible seasons after as well. People come and go. Kyla wasn't in series two. Came back in series three. Um, and and he wasn't in series two, but came slightly back in series three. Yeah. Um, so character can come and go within the universe. So hopefully we'll see Stingray again in Cobra Kai. Just quickly about mm-hmm. Richard Jewell as well. Yeah. It's obviously with Richard Jewell you had Kathy Bates, and you also had um, what's he called, Sam Rockwell. Um, yeah. Within that film as well, and obviously Kathy Bates was Oscar nominated, but Paul Waterhouser was on par and probably outshone both of those who are really incredible academy yeah. award winning actors so and like i said if you haven't seen richard jewel watch richard jewel is it's a great true story and um, so that is my recommendation for this week if you haven't watched it watch richard jewel and, and look out for him yeah. because he's definitely one for the future however speaking of no longer being in the future we Finally, finally, watch the end of Superstore. Yep, so this is all the things that we've been doing recently and all the recommendations um, that we'd like to give to you. If you haven't seen Superstore, oh my God, it's so great. It's just, it's your new 20 minute to half hour whilst we're having dinner, whilst we're settling down to go to bed. This is your new show that you need to check it out. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, and then Series one to five. One to, one to five. One to four, isn't it? Is one it? to five on netflix series, series six, six this one was on itv final series series six on itv so that's available like on catch up um it's basically you know it's a story of like um colleagues that work in a store like walmart a big superstore you know that sells absolutely everything and um it's just the hilarity um and you know all the, you've always got a serious side to these comedy shows as well you know and uh, the sweetness and everything that goes on between them um throughout the series and it's brilliant the stories are great the characters are great the development is great as well so yeah it's definitely a one to watch if if you enjoy your comedy mm-hmm. um like i said the characters throughout the series are great uh, not even just the main characters in it of jonah amy glendina uh, garrett uh it's got some great secondary characters in there as well i mean sorry for calling you a secondary character but people like sandra and justine and and marcus all of the characters are great and you have this hilarious within their own right um so as well good. and like i said it's for anyone that's worked in retail can relate to so many moments that has happened within within the series as well and it basically kinders off the, the two main characters of jonah and amy um played by ben feldman and um america ferrera, america ferrera uh, known famously for ugly betty and the sister of the traveling pants yes she was in there yeah. uh i haven't watched them but you know um i haven't watched ugly betty either but no. she's really good in this and like i said it's basically about uh, them their two relationship within superstore isn't it that that's basically the basis uh, of the series is yeah. them two working in retail finding each other and kind of like spoilers well it's, spoilers. it's about I'm not saying they get together, I'm saying they no. like each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what the basis of of Superstore and their friends and colleagues around them on their day to day life in basically Asda in the UK. Yeah. Now your like your colleagues do become like 
a bit of family in a way and whenever you work somewhere like, like that you know you are the only other the only other people who know what you're going through all those people who you work with and even though they some of them might be weird or you know a bit different and you know or annoying at times you know by the end of it you're like well actually you know we relate to each other a lot and you know and um, so it's that it's that like james said it's the the development of those um secondary characters as well and like how they interact with the main characters and how they actually come into their own because they start out small smaller parts and then grow and grow and grow throughout the series and especially sandra i absolutely adore sandra she's my favorite <laughs> um, and uh yeah marcus is hilarious justine uh and even carol yeah people that you may not like at first yeah we all hate carol but we love to hate carol <laughs> by the end i think she's so funny so yeah uh, definitely definitely you guys need to check out superstore yeah and it's one of those sure. um tv shows as well it doesn't go on too long like exactly. i said six seasons was enough they did everything that they need to within the series and something that a lot of shows get wrong sometimes as well uh which superstore didn't it had a great ending it was a perfect ending to the series as well um which obviously a lot of shows can't really say that they they can do and it wrapped everything up perfectly there is there is room to do more if they wanted to i wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a limited series or a film down the line i'm sure a lot of people would watch it yeah. it was very very popular when it came onto netflix it was number one uh in the uk uh, due to people watching it we were just a little bit behind because somebody doesn't like to just sit there and binge about 20 episodes in a go wow. so um Enjoy it. yeah so it was one that we, we we stretched out and like i said took our time really enjoyed the the stories and the character development in there and like i said it did have a great ending speaking of great endings we we didn't have it on on our topics but i just want to quickly say the friends reunion was on thursday uh the friends reunion obviously it did have a perfect ending when it ended in 2004 one of the pinnacle it is it is the pinnacle of of comedy tv it's what everything aspires to be um when you look at comedy tv shows like 50 odd million people watched this the finale of, of friends uh, it was one of the most watched tv shows in the 2000s more than a super bowl more than anything like that it was one of the biggest moments everybody everybody has watched friends at some point whether they like it or don't like yeah, it everybody there are some it. strange people out there who still never watched it who need to watch it yeah it was it, obviously the biggest ever will they won't they the whole thing the whole way through for ross and rachel exactly but the the friends reunion is is very very good especially if you are a fan of friends very emotive. it's the sec only second time ever since the finale that all six friends the actors jennifer aniston matley blank matthew perry courtney cox lisa gooder and david swimmer have all been together in the same room and it just follows uh, them walking around the set sharing some memories doing a bit of script reading talking about their favorite moments and recreating the uh, the game that lost the girls the apartment and also having um a conversation with everybody's favorite host james corden yeah um and the odd character um comes back in for like a little little brief little chat um which i'm sure probably went on for a bit longer when they were actually filming but we only got to see little snippets of that which maybe we'll see some yeah. of that yeah know. i'd like to see more of gunther um i was i was um i was thinking actually as well that they might bring the kids back because that's what everyone's always wanted for years to see what the kids are like now emma's gonna be like 20 now yeah and of course we, we know cole sprouse who played ben is in riverdale he's still acting and um, so we know what he looks like but it would have been really cool to get all the kids and um, now growing up and um, but we didn't do that so no and they have shot down rumors that they don't want to do anything, anything else anything and else, they no. don't need to like i said that's one good thing something that most shows should learn from like i'm sure you probably enjoy it but sex in the city they've done two movies after the series finished i haven't watched i think i've seen the sex in the city finale i can't remember it's yeah. not a show that i've watched from start to finish uh, unfortunately i've watched the movies um, ruin it. but this is the whole thing what friends what is doing lisa kudrow stated within the interview she said everything's ended so nicely all wrapped up everybody yeah. has the happy ending if they were to do a movie they have to unwrap oh, all of this and then create problems again so why would you want that i know a lot of people do want to see it but it takes away that comfort that you've had from friends everything has been perfect it's neat this is why people appreciate friends so much because 
it finished perfectly. It was yeah. a great series for all 10 seasons. Yeah. And you don't want it to be tarnished or put anything bad on that legacy by creating a film yeah. or miniseries. Because they've always said this is about friends in that time of exactly. their lives from the 20s to the 30s. You don't want to see them in the 50 or 60. No. Like, the whole premise of the show, um, you know, the writers were saying, was the idea of it is when you're in your 20s, your friends are your family. Um, and the, the end of it where they did, because when you start to have your family of your own, then your friends are no longer your family and that, that whole period of your life ends. And that's why it ended there and it ended beautifully and perfectly. And, you know, you know that, you know, even though they're not their family, each other's family anymore, they're still going to see each other and be friends. The only way it, so. it could work, and only because we, we have kind of similarly had this would be if we just had another continuation of Joey. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I said, Joey's the only one that really didn't have a family uh, at the end of the series, obviously. Mm, he yeah. wasn't married or in a relationship at the time, whereas Phoebe had Mike and yeah. obviously Rachel and Ross and then and then the only way you can work is like they all had to come back together for a reason, but they were all still happy within their own thing. Like there was like Joey getting married or one of the kids getting married. That's the only way. And that they weren't there wasn't gonna be a problem for the actual group originally. A Christmas know. special. A Christmas special. You yeah. know, but uh, no, but like um, I said, maybe do it because Joey did run for two seasons after Friends had finished. It was made by the same people. It was fun. Um, like I said, it was okay. There was nothing wrong with it. It was nice to see Joey. Um, they introduced new characters, introduced a little bit more to Joey's backstory and his personal like family life as well. And the and the cast within that were okay. But like I said, it was no Friends. It was never going to be Friends. Uh, I do prefer episodes uh, over Joey because in episodes, Matley Blank plays a fictionalised version of himself. Yeah. Um. Basically, going on to a new comedy show called Pucks, which is a a remake of a serious British TV show, and it's a uh, definitely very meta uh, with some of the stuff that Matley Blank uh, uh, does do in that show, and basically has to say how are you doing all the time because that's all that everybody knows him for. Mm-hmm. Um. But they do actually have some cameos in episodes from some people from Friends. I won't ruin whom. But um, for anyone that hasn't watched episodes, I do highly recommend it. That is also on Netflix. And like I said, Matt LeBlanc is great in that role. And he did win an Emmy, which he never did in Friends. So. He's a funny guy. Yeah. So cool. that's that's Friends. And that's Superstore and all of our comedy. I know you really, really want to talk about a new podcast that you're quite yes. enjoying at this moment in time. I do really want to talk about this. Um, this is... The Friendship Onion. Um, so I was so excited about this. Jamie told me this was coming out and I was eagerly awaiting it and subscribed to it before it even got its first episode out. Um, just had a trailer on, on Spotify. And I kept checking, when is it out? When is it out? So The Friendship Onion is, as you can see from the picture, uh, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan, who played Pippin and Merry in the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. Um, I adore these guys anyway. I love Lord of the Rings and they are my favourite hobbits. I think they're everyone's favourite hobbits. Um, and they will always be Pippin and Merry. Obviously, they've been in other things, acting, and they do other things in their lives, but that is who they are, and they have embraced that fully. Um, they're still like absolutely best friends and see each other all the time, talk all the time. So they decided, why not just record ourselves talking? <laughs> because you know people want it. Um, I'm not really sure where the name came from, but I love it. Um, so yeah, I've had they've had two episodes so far, and they come out on Tuesdays. Um, it's not first thing in the morning, so you kind of have to wait around until probably about early afternoon for it to come out. Um, they're not too long, probably about an hour and a half in total, something like that. Um, and they're just really sweet, um, funny little conversations. Um, they, you know, just talking about what they're up to, um, silly things that they're into. They have guests on um, every week who are Lord of the Rings fans to do a little quiz against each other, um, which is really fun. It's fun to hear. Billy and Dom uh, trying to remember the answers to the questions as well because it was so long ago <laughs> and sometimes the fans know more than they do um, and uh, yeah they're, they're keen to talk about Lord of the Rings as well as other things and they recommend their own things and um, that they're into um, they try to encourage everyone to um, to get involved and send messages in and stuff like that so yeah the Friendship Onion um, with Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan out on Tuesdays get on it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's basically um, everything that we want to talk about. However, looking into looking at the future. However, looking into the future, we did 
get to see a new trailer. We did. For Marvel. Woo! And the Eternals. So, I mean, for the Eternals, it's something with with Marvel. Marvel like to do these stories from lesser-known superheroes, shall shall we say? Obviously, to somebody that's not a massive fan of of comic book, uh, who doesn't who doesn't really read them. Like I said, yeah, the Guardians, Ant Man. Uh, a lot of these superheroes aren't well known. I don't think Captain America or Iron Man were really Captain well known. I think Captain America and Iron Man weren't very well known. I didn't really know who they were before we had the films. No. Like I said, it was so. always about Thor or Hulk or Spider Man. Yeah. They were like the main Marvel entities. And then Fantastic Four, and then obviously X Men. Um, they were like the main ones. And then obviously, due to the MCU, Captain America and Iron Man have become basically the face, face of Marvel now. Um, so there's plenty of different comic book characters out there. Um, with the Eternals, um, they've I'm decided really to do this film. This. Um, some of the characters, uh, the actors, it's Angelina Jolie. Yeah, big actors now. Um, um, whereas, Kit Harrington. Yeah, Kit Harrington and also um, Richard Madden. Uh, both obviously Richard Madden and Kit Harrington were in Game of Thrones um, as half brothers from the Stark household. And um, so it'd be interesting to see them get back together. Um, people have been creating memes that they finally reunited, which of course they never were in Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, big stars and um, what's he called um, from The Big Sick as well. Oh, cool man and Johnny. Yeah, he's in it. Um, oh, it's, a, it's a great cast, great cast, and it's such a huge cast as well as you can see from um, how many characters there are. Um, I'm really excited about this because again, like James says, we don't know anything about these. If you've if you've not read the comic books, you don't know anything about these characters really. They're not well known, and I really like that because it just creates this whole, you know, blank slate, um, you know, an excitement for a kind of a new story that we've not seen before. Um, there is a there is this thing going around though about where have they been during the Thanos invasion, because <laughs> mm-hmm. of course Thanos was. An eternal is an eternal. He's half eternal. He's half yeah. eternal, um, and they're supposed to be the most powerful beings like out there in the universe, or if they're from a different universe. Um, so they probably could have come along and just clicked their fingers and saved the day. But uh, they thought like, like Captain Marvel should yeah. have just done like, well, yeah. as soon as she turned up, and that was basically it done. Then, yeah, done exactly. It. So, but yeah, they thought they'd sit back and let Iron Man and Captain America take that one. Um, but the trailer, we finally got it, like Jamie says the other day, um, and it was a really cool trailer actually, there was quite a lot in it. Um, and you can always watch our reaction video on YouTube as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that video. one there, um, I was very excited. Um, the b- big bit for me was when the some kind of spaceship or whatever it is, um, some kind of ship that they are in, um, just appears, um, that looked absolutely amazing. Um, you got to see a little bit of what the character is going to be like the oh that's it Gemma Chan is one of the lead characters one of the lead Eternals mm-hmm. and it seems like her and Robert um, Richard Madden's character sorry um are kind of eternal lovers in some kind of way and um, it shows them together through different time periods um so that's going to be interesting to see it kind of kind of reminded me a little bit of Hancock you know in Han- you know in Hancock is it Hancock yeah Will Smith, Will Smith and Charlize Theron isn't it and they're both like superheroes kind of things or aliens that have been around for years that have always been together so that's where I, that's what I thought of when I saw um, Gemma Chan and Richard Madden um, embracing in different time periods mm-hmm. um, um, and of course the trailer ended in a kind of way that all Marvel trailers seem to be ending which the Black Widow one also ends in the same way of we're all big family sat around a table making a joke after we've just watched a serious trailer <laughs> so that's the comedy side. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of it? Sorry. Yeah, you didn't. If you, <laughs> again, if you watch the oh, little little trailer reaction video, uh, I get quite excited about things, and James just like, okay, <laughs> doesn't seem moved. <laughs> like twenty seven films MCU now, I believe. Yeah. Um, obviously with Shang Chi Eternals coming out again. Shang Chi, no one that's really ever heard of. Yeah. It, it's good to a degree because, like I said, you having all these characters, but I mean, I'm not gonna make a personal like massive tyrant onto uh, marvel but you know it's kind of not going in the same line as scorsese in regards to ruining cinema but it is very definitely oversaturated with superhero movies the the cinema so i'd recommend less superhero films but we've got four coming out this year so yeah i mean but I, 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 I agree it is saturated but 
I, I at least I'm glad that we're getting different stories rather than just them picking the same characters yeah. over and over again, doing a different spin on it. That's what's what I mean when I say I'm, I'm you know, happy to have yeah, a it's not Yeah, ha- it's not having uh, the same... Um, taking it somewhere different. It's you know? not the same Uncle Ben dying, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's not the, the alleyway with Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot uh, in DC, like I said, because we've had three four tellings of that story, I want to yeah, say. We've we seen Uncle Ben die twice, which is the, one of the good things that they did with Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, they didn't have this backstory that we all know. Yeah. Uncle Ben dies and that then he becomes proper Spider-Man and avenging it all. We, we know we Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne die in an alleyway. And then it, we know Jonathan Wayne Kent becomes, dies. We know, you know, we know all that. We don't want to see the same things again. We want new stories. Yeah, so again... You give credit to where it's due regards yeah. to Kevin Feige creating all these different tales and stuff going into Phase Four of Marvel. Black Widow will be will be out soon. It's July, I believe. Um, so just over a month to go. Um, but I think that kind of wraps it up nicely for this week's episode. Yeah. Obviously, uh, looking at the the next um, the episode that we do. Hopefully we'll have a, a bit more news, some new, new trailers out there. Mm-hmm. We will have gone to the cinema, I'm sure. Quiet yeah, Place 2 we're going comes to see a quiet out. Place. Uh, a Quiet Place. Loki's going to be starting. Loki so. uh, starts on the 9th of June on a Wednesday. Um, so there's definitely some stuff coming out um, that we will happily look to look at and review for you all. If there's any news that comes out as well, we will uh, bring that to you as well and have a little bit of discussion. In the meantime, you can always follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Cine Lovers Podcast. Uh, you can find us on anywhere you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just type in Cine Lovers. You'll see our faces on there with our little snapper board. <laughs> and we come to you every two weeks or whenever, really. I mean, yeah, if there's news that we think needs to get out there, then we'll bring it. If there's um, big trailers... Follow us on YouTube at Cine Lovers Podcast, where we'll be adding additional content uh, on there with trailer reactions or big news videos that we need to make at that time as well. Um, so I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. If you have any questions, if there's something that you want us to have a look at or you want us to kind of maybe review or kind of anything like that, uh, like I said, just message us on Instagram or on Facebook at Cine Lovers Podcast, and we'll get back to you. We appreciate the support that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everybody that has listened, liked, subscribed. Uh, it means a lot to us um, as we get to um, talk to you about the stuff that we love. Um, and we love each other too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to say? No, I'm good, yeah. I'm looking forward to Quiet Place 2 and Loki. Uh, 